We're going to dive right into how to build a family ministry from the ground up. Out of curiosity, how many of you already have a family ministry established in your church? By show of hands. So a couple? Yep. Okay. Well, good. Well, hopefully I can give you some very practical things and tools that you'll be able to walk away with. Uh, but before we get started, I'm going to share with you a little bit about me. This is my family and my husband, Josh. He's wearing a Travis Tritt t-shirt. I'm sorry if that offends anybody. It's just 4th of July being silly. But um, he is a full-time family pastor, and we've been in ministry for 22 years together. I started off in uh, preschool ministry, and that has my heart, so I've been doing that. How many of you are in children's ministry? By a show of hands, okay. Youth ministry? Okay. Senior pastors? Okay, and any other kind of ministry? All right. All right, so kind of all walks of life. Well, my husband and I, like I said, we've been in ministry for 22 years together. Um, started off in children's ministry and stayed there for about 13 years of primarily just doing children's ministry. And then we moved to a, um, a new church that was dying. They uh, wanted to bring my husband in to help rejuvenate the church and try to bring in some younger families. So we came there, started with children's ministry, and about after two months of being there, our youth pastor quit. So uh, my husband and I were like, this is a perfect time to begin implementing family ministry. And so what that looks like is being able to have all the ministries working together and with families. So we created the role of family pastor. And he was at that church for five years and then another church hired him. Um, it's a pretty good sized church we're at now in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, he is the lead pastor of Next Generation. And like I said, I help with the kids ministry stuff. I also get to work uh, with D6 Family. Are all you familiar with D6, Randall House Publishing? I'm the director of marketing there. So I get to um, help create resources and dream up things. And the most beautiful part of that is that I actually get to use them and test them and even come to our team and say, hey, churches are in need of this. Um, I get to go around and speak at different conferences and share about family ministry and children's ministry. And I'm in the trenches, and so I'm one of you. So yes, I get to work for D6, but I, I am definitely one of you. Um, so that's my, my daughter, Hannah, and my son, Ryman. They are, my daughter is now 22, and my son is 19. So we are empty nesters. So this is a brand new season of life for us, being empty nesters. Um, but my family has changed a little bit. Last year, this happened. So that's my daughter, and she's getting engaged. Um, and so now my family looks like this. This is my son-in-law, Peyton. Uh, he does country music. If you didn't catch that last slide, he's a country music singer. And so this is our family as of August. We have grown to a family of five. And we've got one more special edition. How many of you are cat people? <laughs> like nobody. Okay. Hey, yes. Okay, nobody likes cats. I love this cat. So anyway, I like to, I like to share my, my cat's photo <laughs> in this picture. I was not a cat person until this stray cat came to my house eight years ago. Here I am. So um, in January 8th, 2009, my husband and I were on a, a team building uh, trip with our church at the time, the leadership team and all the pastors. And they said, where do you want to be in five years? What do you want to be doing in five years? And everybody was going around talking. Maybe it was, I want to have children in five years, or I want to do this. And what the Lord kept laying on my heart was family ministry. Family ministry. 
I had such a heart for, for parenting and helping parents outside of the church. And so I actually said that and I'd posted this on Facebook. And so every year when this comes back up, I get, I just, it warms my heart because that was, you know, what was your five-year plan when with th in three years of that, um, I got a job working with D6, which is one of the lead voices in family ministry. And so I was just so thankful for the Lord and how faithful he's been to give me that desire of my heart. So we're just going to dive right in. If I start talking too fast and you have a question, please just raise your hand and let me know. Um, I will be going back and forth to my notes. I hope that that's not too distracting. Um, I wrote, children are a gift from the Lord. Christian parents can relate to this verse. And we're happy when our kids do good in school and in sports and in extracurricular activity. But our deepest longings is that they would walk in the truth of God. And working in parent and family ministry, this is something we always want to keep our eyes on, is really pointing our children to the truth outside of the church. And so we want to develop children. We want to develop parents to be the spiritual leaders of their home, and that's really where it starts is in the home. So how does that begin? What are some things that you can do? The very first thing you want to do with your church is cast vision. Cast vision. Like I was sharing with you all earlier, we went to a church that wanted to help uh, grow their church and reach younger families, reach parents. And so we came to this church and we began to say, um, Deuteronomy 6. You know, if you look at Deuteronomy 6 and it says to impress God's word on the hearts of your children when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, right? It's a lifestyle. It is not just a uh, one hour a week. It's, a, it's 168 hours. It's literally a lifestyle. So we began to pitch the vision to our church and we did this for several months leading up to us launching a full-blown family ministry. We met with our senior pastor and said, this is really where our hearts are. We want to connect the church and the home for generational discipleship. And so we began to pitch this vision. We began hanging signs in our hallway that had Deuteronomy 6 written all over them to remind parents. We do a conference every year. It's a family ministry conference for your entire team. So we've got things for youth groups, children's ministry, senior pastors, volunteers, marriage ministry, young adult ministry. It's really everywhere. Um, every ministry you can think of in your church comes as a team. Senior pastors get to come for free. But those voices that you heard in that video were clips from speakers at the D6 conference. We took out some of those voices and we made a video to it. And we began to play that for our church um, several weeks leading up to the launch of our family ministry. And it was very eye-opening for the parents to go, okay, wow, and the church to say, wow. And whenever I talk about family ministry, I'm not just talking about a mom and dad. I'm talking about aunts, uncles. My great aunt was very responsible for helping disciple me. She did not have children of her own. She never had children, but I would go spend the night with her often and we would walk to church together. She never drove either. I don't know why she never drove, but she just never wanted to learn how to drive. So we would walk to church together and just that beautiful picture of Deuteronomy 6 and she would tell me about Jesus. And she's my great aunt. So whenever you're sharing about family ministry with your church, be sure to include everybody because it really does involve everybody. And grandparents, more and more grandparents are raising their grandkids. We see that so often. So whenever you're talking about family ministry, try not to paint a picture of a perfect mom and dad and a perfect little family because that's really not it. That's ideal and that would be wonderful, but it really does involve the entire church. So we began to cast vision for this. 
we wore shirts that have a fraction on it that say 1 over 168. Does anybody know what that means? Yes? Uh, one hour and 168 hours in the week. Yep, that people are in church. If we're lucky, it's just a fraction. All it said was 1 over 168. On the back it says it's not enough. So we got those for our entire kids ministry team. We have those at the D6 booth if you guys want to come by and look at them. And we do sell them like in bulk discounting. Um, or if you can think of something else creative. But we all began to wear those shirts while everyone was going, what does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, let me tell you what it means. It means that our families are only here an hour a week if we're lucky. So what are we doing with the other 168? How are we going to resource that? What are we going to do to equip it? And it really began to waken up people and go, wow, there is a need for this. And they began to see we really need to be going beyond the Sunday morning walls. So, and by the way, that video we have, it's available on our YouTube channel. You guys can download it. You can share it at your church if you have any problems at all. Ask someone that's techie. <laughs> Ask one of the young people in your church. They will probably know how to help you. So you want to cast vision is the number one thing you want to do. Cast vision. If you can get your senior pastor on board, that is even a better home run because that just means he's going to get up from the stage himself and also share about it. If he's like, I'm not really on board with this, ask if you can have five minutes at the beginning or the end of service just to share where the church is going to go and what we want to do with families. And I don't think you'll get any pushback for that. The second thing you want to do is support parents' spiritual growth. And what does that look like? That would look like having special retreats for parents or family retreats. Um, we do a baby dedication every year where we, where we have all the moms and the dads come to our church on a Saturday and we do a baby dedication. But before that dedication happens, we take all the parents and they have a Sunday afternoon where we're teaching them how to, what it means to dedicate your children to the Lord. What does that mean? Um, we give them little things like this. We've got this little welcome little one books. And again, these are bulk discounted prices um, at our booth, but it's just got scriptures and things that parents can remember to have. Um, Mother's Day, Father's Day, anything like that where you can honor parents in front of the whole church. Um, those are always good things to do. Um, because parents are the greatest influence on their child's life. Children take their cues from their parents, bad and ugly. How you respond to crisis, how you treat people, how you talk about people when they're not around, that's a big one. My daughter listens to every word I'm saying, my son listens. Even when you're in the car and you're driving and you're thinking that no one's listening, I can be on the phone with my best friend who is a, my prayer partner and I can be telling her my opinion about things. And my daughter will say, mom, you shouldn't, shouldn't talk like that. And she's right, children are listening. You're under 24-hour surveillance with kids, and you want to remind parents of that too. You are, trust me. Um, good behavior starts with parents, and strong families make strong churches. So we want to encourage church, the parents to attend Bible studies, Christians retreats, and like I said, honoring them outside of even the church hours. We have a thing called Mom Strong that we do at our church, where some women got together and they go, we want to have a class called Mom Strong. And it takes place on Sunday evenings and Wednesday nights. And so all these moms get together and they just do a women's study together or a study that focuses on being a mom. We have these men's groups that we have started called Forge Groups, um, something my husband's implemented, 
where he's got men, dads, that, that need encouragement. They're like, you know, I'm supposed to be the spiritual head of my house and I'm failing. Well, yeah, we're all failing at times. And so this is a group of men and there's like eight groups at this point. They meet at different times. They get in groups of 10 or 12 and they meet at different times, whatever's convenient for that group. And it's a way to encourage one another and pray. And you know, the Bible says iron sharpens iron and so does one man sharpen another. And so it's just a way to sharpen each other and to keep you on um, having that community. So it's really important to do those kinds of things. Um, find a curriculum that connects the church and the home. I can't stress this one enough. If you are teaching five different curriculums in your all grades, when I first started off in kids ministry, we go, everybody pick your own, whatever you feel like doing. And so we had some people doing one thing and everybody was doing all these different things and no one really knew what the other one was doing. Well, when parents came that were first time churchgoers to pick up their kids from classrooms, they were like, they were overwhelmed with, I don't even know these Bible stories myself. And so I definitely can't be the spiritual head of my house when my kids are all learning different things and it's overwhelming. So find a curriculum that connects the church and the home. How many of you are already using D6? D6 curriculum. It 100% connects the church and the home. It gets every age on the same page. So what your little ones are learning, middle school, high school, adults are all learning the same thing. And what's better than that is when they leave church, they're going to have these lessons throughout the week. We're going to give parents tools, grandparents tools to ask kids questions, to have prompts with them, to say, what did you learn about this week? And oh, did you know? And parents can help elaborate on those things. I can't tell you how important it is to have a curriculum that connects a church and the home. Um, it's a game changer. It really is a game changer to have something that goes home with parents. We have this thing called parent pages. And I brought some of those. Here they are. These are, um, and I'll have some of these after class if you want to grab them. Even if you were not using the D6 curriculum, these parent pages are amazing. And they can be found on the D6 Everyday website. You can download them and pass them out to your parents. And it is a one sheet that has a biblical truth for your parents to talk about. Key principles and things for discipleship. It even has some, it does talk about what your kids learned and it gives you the extra little knowledge of that. Um, but yes, it can be a standalone piece as well. And so please uh, check those out online. It's great to print those off and have them in your lobbies for parents. And again, if a parent shows up to your church and you've got something like this for them, they're going, they care about my kids and they care about me beyond that. So find a curriculum that connects the church and the home. There are several out there. Um, one recently uh, that's uh, another one that's pretty well known in the family ministry world, but they're getting some scrutiny with it because they're more about biblical, uh, not biblical, but just like characteristic and it's more me-centric kind of curriculum. You want to avoid that. You do not want to let the kids think it's all about them and them feeling good or it's about Jesus and it's about pointing kids to Jesus. So please make sure it is biblically sound. Look through that curriculum, test it out, get in your rooms, See if it's biblically sound, because if it's not, I beg you, please do not find one that's, that's not that. So, um, The next thing you want to do is huh, a family that serves together. What did I say? Grows together. A family that serves together grows together. Create opportunities in your church for families to serve together. If you in this very room have children, bring your children in to help you with things. My husband and I, when we go to plan 
children's camps or youth camps, we always brought our kids in. We'd say, what would be a good theme? What kind of games should we play? And we would let them come in and take that ownership with us. And so they didn't feel like that we were off doing something that didn't involve them. So if you have kids in this very room or grandkids or you're an aunt, bring your families in on helping you decide those things. I pull my son in every week to help me with preschool ministry. And even if it's just hitting this button, and do I really, really need him to do that? No, but I want him to feel like he is part of what I am doing. I wanna see families serving together. Whether it's handing out food to, um, if you guys have a food pantry, have families show up and encourage them to do that activity together. It's always a great thing. I am so sorry, everybody. I'm gonna avoid that. <laughs> um, even like holding the doors and being greeters. We have families do that all the time. We'll get mom and dad and sons and daughters and whatever grandparents and they're all standing at the door on Sunday mornings and they're greeting together. So if you can create an opportunity for families to be able to do that together, it's just a win for everybody. Encourage families to pray together about all things, big and small. This can be easily done before meals. That's the natural time, right, to pray. Um, if teens aren't home, for supper, consider doing like a, like a group text and just saying, I'm praying for you, just to encourage those things and show them how to do that. And um, we like to do a thing at our, at our meals called high-low. When we're sitting around the dinner table, we'll just say, what was your high point of the day and what was your low point? And everybody has to have a high point. You do not have to have a low point. So those are just things that kind of help, help interact with our, with our family time. And um, whenever they tell us about their low point, that's something we know to begin praying about. Or even their high point, then those are things we know to thank God for. So we love to encourage families to do that. Or you can play a game called Mad, Sad, Glad. Tell me that something that made you feel mad today. Feel sad or glad. And those are also little things, but have parents start listening to your families. Start listening to your children when they're sharing their hearts with you. I have a 19-year-old son that he is a songwriter, so he can be really deep in his songwriting. But if you ask him, how's your day, he'll go, good. What happened? Nothing. Like, no words, but then he'll go write this really deep song, so it's in him. So when we play Mad, Sad, Glad, he might say, well, something that made me upset today was, and he'll go into this more detail. So it's just a good way to implement those things. Um, set a little reminder as, as the spiritual heads of your house. Set a little reminder on your phones. Everybody's got phones pretty much now, um, or at least the parents do. And so having those little reminders to say, hey, stop and pray, stop and pray. Um, my husband and I, every single morning, we pray together. Before our feet hit the ground, we pray together. Now, he's in another state because he's got vacation Bible school this week. Shame on him. He's supposed to be here, and I'm supposed to be helping him. But he had vacation Bible school this week, so he's not here. But this morning, we called, and we prayed together. And whenever our children see us doing that, it models what it should look like for them as well. Like I said, my kids are grown now and we're empty nesters, but my daughter is now married and her and her husband have began praying together. And it does start with you. It starts with the marriage. It starts in the home first. So pray together about big and small things before every meal. We've also taught our kiddos, if you've ever seen an ambulance going by and the sirens are on, begin to pray for wherever they're going. My mom taught me that when I was a little girl and now I've taught my children. And so it's something that we're passing down. If you hear police cars, pray. Pray for whatever is happening. Just a good little reminder. <laughs> Tech yeah. This was just something fun that we did. Um, we wanted to have a class for parents. And 
we, we called it tech yeah, like heck yeah. But anyway, um, how many of your kids have technology? I mean, pretty much most people have technology. And we knew that in order to have a family ministry and to launch it and to really equip parents, we start with all the Bible stuff and that is the good meat. But also, we have to also go beyond and say, okay, now we got to tell them about technology, some of the dangers, and then some of the goods too. Sometimes it can be good. Um, you can use technology for good. And so we began to teach them about ways that you could use your phone for group text for parents. Um, there's this analogy that we saw. A friend of ours, he's got a show called Spiritual Outdoor Adventures. And he said, um, I'm going to Alaska and I'm going to be fishing, I'm going to go fishing for salmon. And I thought, oh, that sounds so relaxing and pretty and peaceful. And this is what I pictured, which is him out there in this beautiful open water by himself. And he said, no, it's more like this. <laughs> it's more like that. And I'm like, what? But you fish where the fish are. Parents, children, and families are on their phones. So why not have some discipleship tools that can be on your phone? One of the things I did a few years ago with D6 was we created a, a free app for parents. I call it Parenting at Your Fingertips. And it has videos from our D6 conference, some of my favorite parenting talks we've ever done at D6, marriage, family talks. Those are all free on there. These parent pages that I showed you, they're free on there. We have a thing called Splink, which is a spiritual link. Are y'all familiar with Splinks? They're free emails that you can get every Monday delivered to your inbox. You will not get other marketing from us unless you sign up for them, but it's just a, something to say, ask, and pray with your kids. We set little splint cards out in the lobby at churches, and parents would come by and get those and sign up, and, and we're doing the work for you all. So it's like they just have to sign up, and then they're having these little spiritual moments. And so don't rule out technology necessarily. Church and home. One of the things that we did, um, we had something called a family service. And so when we launched family ministry, we were able to talk our family pastor, our, our senior pastor, into letting us have a Sunday night at the church where we called it a family service. And we brought in all of the parents and all of the kids into, one, into the auditorium as a group. We prayed over them. Then we dismissed the children into um, the kids' class one of the big, huge kids classes, we had them all in there together, and we did worship with them. And while we're doing worship with the children, we taught the parents the Bible lesson. And we said, here's a lesson we're gonna teach you. And say it was on Daniel, Daniel and the lion's den. So we're teaching the parents how to teach this, this lesson to your kids. We literally modeled what that looks like. Then we gave each parent a one sheet, okay? We said, okay, now go get your children, take them into a part of the church, where it's just you as a family and you teach them this lesson. And it was so cool to see some of these dads feeling so good that they were able to teach their kid God's word. And all we did was teach the parents how to teach their kids, remind them of simple things that they can do with that. So then the parents would go and they would sit in a little spot of the church, they would learn this lesson, then they would go get their kids and we had three other little breakout areas. You could go in and you could put on the Bible costumes and reenact the stories of family. We did a little craft and we did a little uh, treat, like a can, like a, you know, some kind of a snack treat to reiterate the Bible story. It's almost like a, a parent vacation Bible school. And we did that for six weeks, but it really did show moms and dads, I can do this. This is not too hard for me. This is something I can actually do. So um, 
that's one of the things that we did. Um, also, I wanted to say one more thing about, about church at home. During COVID, <laughs> how many of you had church at home during COVID? Right? And so <laughs> we were never more prepared. I mean, we were like, as a De- Deuteronomy 6 team, the D6 team, we were like, we were built for this. This is our time to really equip parents. And so we did everything we could to help them have those church moments at home. And so I feel like parents have gotten a good taste of being able to do that. But having a family event that you could teach the parents is also amazing. Um, some more parenting events. I told you guys about the What the Tech class that we did, um, where we just went in and we talked to, to parents about technology. We brought in some of the key people in our churches that there is some guy that's like a master gamer. But I said, can you come in and tell the dangers of what happens on these games? Because I don't know that. I'm not a gamer, but I guarantee there's people in your church that can help you talk about those things with your kids. And um, what are some of the hidden apps? That, might, that, that we need to be looking out for with our children. What are the dangers of Snapchat? And there are a lot. Um, so there are good things with it, but also we brought in some people that knew better than we knew. Surround yourself with people that know better than you. That's one of the things I've learned in ministry. So that's something that we did. Um, told you all about the family service. Another thing we did when we launched was we had a parenting seminar. So this was about a year into it. We said, okay, now, Let's have a parenting seminar. And it was almost like a mini conference within our church. We brought in Dr. Ron Hunter, who is the CEO of Randall House and D6 Family. Um, And we brought in Jim Weidman. Are you guys familiar with Jim Weidman? He's a pioneer in children's ministry. Amazing. And also big in family ministry. And so we brought both of them in to be our keynote speakers. And we just did it in our youth room. If you do not have access to someone in your church or your community, that is good about talking with family ministry, there are free videos. You can go on Right Now Media and find some great talking points. Or you yourself can can do these things. And of course, I will help you guys any way I can. But we brought in these speakers and we did this little, like almost like a mini conference. It was a one day thing. We promoted it to our community. We created a Facebook event and we put it out there for the world. And we had a great turnout. Parents that weren't going to church anywhere, came to this because they wanted to learn how to be better parents and we gave them solid biblical truths and we prayed over them and after Ron Hunter did his talk um, we went to breakout sessions and so we had one on marriage we brought in Katie Greenwood and Steve Greenwood Do you guys know Mr. Steve Greenwood that does Elements Kids Worship we brought them in they taught one on parenting I did one on preschool ministry and how to parent through preschoolers and so we would have them do that whatever they were interested in learning about came back and we did another session and then we were closed for the day but it brought in more people to our church and it let the community know wow they're really doing something there and they care about families family resource hub how many of you have a family resource hub in your church do any of you have one of these yet okay well i did a blog on d6 family called creating a family ministry resource hub in your church if you go to the d6 family website and look at our blog it's on there Um, and i tell you exactly what we did we only had a budget of four hundred dollars and maybe that sounds like a lot of money to y'all or not anything but we were able to make this work with four hundred dollars and so i want to show you a picture of what we did um I went to Hobby Lobby and I got those little family signs. Uh, you know, Hobby Lobby's always got the discounts. How many of you love Hobby Lobby? Okay, we all can do this. And then there's some old barnwood. And what we did were the books on the bottom row here 
I've got a better picture of this. Let me get to this real quick. All of these bottom row books were free. They were free. How many of you are familiar with Dr. Eddie Moody? Okay, he has created one of my absolute favorite resources, and this is the first aid kit. Are y'all familiar with this? Okay, we bought these, and like I said, these were free. First aid for emotional hurts, first aid for anxiety, first aid for depression. We, bought, we only bought five of each. First aid for your marriage, first aid for your ministry. We put these out the very first day. All of the depression and all of the, no, I'm sorry, we don't have one on anxiety yet. He's doing one on anxiety, so stay tuned for that. Depression and emotional hurts were gone. So that told my husband and I, wow, there's a need for this in our church. There's a significant, very glaring uh, problem that kids are feeling depressed. And so first aid for depression. And so we were able to give all these bottom away for free. All of these top ones here are a suggested $10 donation. Now, if someone did not have it, we weren't going to say sorry, you know. No. But so we, we basically were giving away books with a $10 suggested donation. Whenever you create this resource hub, please include step parents. Um, so there's uh, Ron Deal has a whole thing on the smart step family. We did those. Uh, amazing. So think about, like I said, beyond perfect mom, perfect dad, home situation. Go beyond that. And so these are some of the books that we did. Um, I also put some free items up. Let's see. Um, this area right here are all my devotional magazines, like the D6 curriculum has, the devotional magazines for kids to come by and pick up. Your parent pages, Splink, all of those things. Um, so those are just some, it's a great way for parents to go, wow, they do care. And it, like I said, we did it for $400. There are people in your church, I do believe that would help you with one of these resource hubs. Um, so yeah, you guys are welcome to take a picture of that. Also go online and look at the D6 family site and how are we doing time? And you guys are welcome to take any of that stuff that you have on there. Um, this is the current church that we're at right now. And uh, yes, we've got these little take and talk cards. And every month we change up our focus right here too. And so so if you're talking about this particular one was about fasting and praying, and so we put out books there that have to do with that topic so that the parents can also be doing those same things. And so that's our current one. Again, your free little printouts are there. All these things are very easy to do. I'm so what sorry. What are the printouts? Are the different grades? Yeah, just different age groups and things that you can learn about parenting for each age group. Yep. Those are not, those are just things about parenting through all the age groups. So you can, they are empty right there. Maybe not. Maybe they might have a few little things in there. But they're little talking points for every age. So parenting through every age of your life. So again, Deuteronomy 6 says, To love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be in your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about it when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. And that's what family ministry is all about. 